0: Plus sales tax and activation fee. $50 plus rate plan required. Not valid for numbers currently on T-Mobile Network or on Metro in past 90 days. Offer subject to change. Offer valid for new Amazon Prime members. Amazon Prime has a $12.99 per month value. Restrictions apply. See store for details and terms and conditions. I know, you know, we know why. I know, you know, we know why. You in my baseline, feeling my, feeling my baseline. You feeling my baseline, you feeling, you feeling my baseline.
1: Good morning and welcome in to Saw Live. You're watching That Being Said with George and myself, Sammy Jourjour. This is Sports on Tap and this is episode 457. I'm
0: your co-host, Sammy Giorgior. George- and I'm George Giorgior, and we're coming at you live and direct from the Song Live studios in sunny Everett, Washington. Thank you for tuning in today, whether it be on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube.com slash This episode is brought to you by the one and only songshop.com. Visit Sunshop.com for the greatest merch in the game. Sammy, can you – I got a question for you. What is
1: this? This is Sports Radio. Redefined. Welcome in. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. Happy Hump Day. Middle of the week. We are uh, two days away, three days away from real college football. I don't. Uh, there's some okay games Friday. But real footballs. Yeah. Saturday. Saturday. Uh, there's actually there's decent games Friday, but we're a couple of days away from real football. We're about eight days away. From, we're eight days away from NFL. Um Last couple of dead days in sports. There's a couple interesting news stories, but it's the last couple of days without real in-game stories.
0: Right. This is like the last week without like that you know fantastic in-game content that you know why most sports fans watch. I mean, yeah, we do watch a lot of times. So I feel like for the celebrities and for the things beyond the game, like the actual you know storylines, like the barbershop thing between Draymond and LeBron today, or Malcolm Jenkins' story that we're gonna get into, but at the end of the day, those stories wouldn't exist if it wasn't for the actual in-game stuff. So that's really where the, you know, that's the meat and potatoes is the in-game stuff. And we're just about to get into the meat and potatoes of sports season here uh, and starting Saturday.
1: Yeah, it's exciting. Uh, I'm really pumped up for sports to really get going. Um, we'll go with some, uh, some today's sports topics. Uh, we have a lot of, not really long topics today, but just a lot of small little things going on. Um, and let's get into it. There is one that I didn't even talk about before this show, but it's uh, uh Michael or Michael Kendricks, however you say his real name. Yep. But he is uh, he got obviously caught today with insider trading. Um. So he and so the Browns linebacker Michael Kendricks and Blackish TV writer uh, Demilier Soncoli are have been caught with insider trading. Um. So he's been charged by the federal officials allegedly made a profit of $1.2 million from investments from four years ago. Um, Michael Kendricks. Yeah, this just the one happened. that was on the Eagles last year and now on the Browns.
0: And the one that was uh, yesterday kind of the star of Hard Knocks. I don't know if you saw that, but he was... Uh, I mean, uh, Colin Cowherd shows talking about how Grady looked on Hard Knocks, and he's like almost like a coach inside the locker room. By all the stuff uh, he was calling out, all like what Philadelphia Eagles were going to do before the preseason game, and they actually went out and did it. I mean, I guess that's kind of insider trading too, since he did play for the Eagles last year. But wow, he, he like huh. it's like, it not insider. <laughs> yeah, I know, but
1: like no, because he's a good veteran, like on the yeah, team. but wow, I didn't so, know that. Wow. Well, well, he released a statement today. He said it was four years ago he participated in insider trading, and he deeply regrets it. He Said I, I invested money with a former friend of mine who I thought I could trust, um, and who I greatly admire. His background as a Harvard graduate and employee of Goldman Sachs gave me false sense of confidence, um, and so pretty much it was four years ago, like when he first I think is when he first around came into the league. Um, so uh, it's hard to like say too much bad about him because he was probably what at that time like 20 years old probably yeah 21 he said i have a harvard graduate friend that works at goldman sachs he's probably like if he says do it there's no wrong in this right like
0: right and then it gets to the point with insider trading like look i know insider trading is not a good thing but it's kind of a difficult thing to judge on too much because was he seeking out that information was that information given to him? i mean if someone came up to you and said hey here's your investment that you know that investment you did yeah uh if you don't sell it today you're going to lose a lot of money you probably would sell it right
1: yes but it, it could be it. somebody that doesn't actually you like but the insider trading would have to be somebody that actually is like has that inside information so right, it's like absolutely. you can like as a friend i can go tell my friend i know apple stock's gonna fall today go sell but like i don't necessarily have inside information oh so no absolutely so not. you know you know at a certain point like even the insider, like, maybe I shouldn't be saying anything at this moment in time. Yes, absolutely. So,
0: yeah, but that, wow, that's, I didn't know that story until you just brought it to my attention. Now,
1: that's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, and so, uh, the, it, it is kind of a, it's a very interesting story that we haven't really been hit with in pro sports much. No, like, I remember
0: there was rumors of Phil Mickelson that, that, that could have came out on him. And, there was, you know, there's kind of a big deal, but nothing ever actually came to fruition. Yeah,
1: well, this is, um, this has been like criminal charges announced by the uh, Pennsylvania Eastern District Court. Wow! So uh, it's him and the Blackish TV writer. I don't know how to say his name, but Demilier Sonolki. Yep. So yeah, that kind of sucks. But I don't know. Does that mean you can't play? Does it mean you're arrested? Yeah, I mean, is this? uh, It was four years ago.
0: It was four years ago. Is this um, under the player conduct policy or not? Is he gets suspended by the league. I have no idea. I guess we're just going to have to wait here and see. This is something I don't think the NFL is actually really gone and we've never really dealt with before.
1: Yeah. And just a really funny moment, though. Uh, remember that? Do you remember this segment in Hard Knocks or the, I don't know what his name was? What was his name? Uh, that white guy on the on the Browns was like teaching everybody how to net your money. Yeah. And it was like, if you do this by whatever, seven years, you'll have this much money. There's a really great meme on or tweet where it's like when Michael Kendricks tells you his inside trading scheme only netted him 9.7%. And it's that guy with like a, remember that guy yeah, that was yeah. teaching everybody like if you just hold this money for this long, you're going to make $10 million by the time you retire. And like, uh but he yeah, had only netted him 9.7%. so That's
0: not very good return on investment.
1: A million dollars. But he's you probably, he's uh, probably put in a pretty big amount there, yeah, right? Yeah, so uh, well, if
0: you got 1.2 million, about let's see, putting about 10 million dollars. I mean, rough math.
1: What's uh? I there's no news yet. I don't know if that means like he can't. He's a big piece of this new Browns team. So I don't know if this means he is. Uh, I don't know if he's is uh, going to be suspended or arrested i
0: I don't think the nfl no well the arrest thing there is a protocol he might get arrested but i don't think the nfl even knows whether to suspend him or not because i don't think the nfl's dealt with this before i mean maybe there's something in their laws if one of your players is in caught with insider trading he's suspended x amount like i just don't think the nfl's dealt with this before
1: no i don't think any any pro sports team has dealt with it like actual insider trading in like like that's illegal by but, the federal. But, court. but you
0: gotta remember, like Martha Stewart got caught with insider trading, and went to jail. Like if he get if there's proof that he actually did insider trading, he's probably gonna go to jail for a few years.
1: Yes, but uh, I don't know if it's that serious. So. I don't know either. I, I,
0: yeah, we'll find out. That's crazy.
1: And so Aaron Rodgers has now officially, it looks like, signed his contract.
0: Oh, he did. So he, and all this is happening as we sit here. This is cool. So he, Aaron Rodgers, is
1: signing a four-year, hundred thirty-four million dollar extension yeah. with over a hundred million guaranteed for the Packers, which I believe probably makes him the richest, also, right, per yeah, year quarterback. I think so. Uh, they have agreed four years, so it's worth thirty-three point five million in new money plus incentives per year, hundred million in guarantees. Wow,
0: that's pretty. Aaron Rodgers. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just. The flavor of a day I know he's the best quarterback but whoever signs their extension next year will become the uh, next guy to actually um, be the highest paid quarterback
1: yeah and that's where I've talked about with Odell a lot yep. is that I, I have some friends who are like God that's a bad move for the the Giants but I keep saying it's not a it's not a bad move because the next guy, Antonio Brown's just gonna get more next time or the exactly. next guy whoever it is whoever's next gets paid the most yeah like easily, right? Like there's no other options.
0: Right. And we I and mean, we talked a little bit about Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers yesterday, I remember on the show, but I was wondering, do you think Aaron's going to win another Super Bowl, right? I mean, he's going to stay in Green Bay obviously now for the long run. Do you think he won another Super Bowl in Green Bay before he retires? Before I think he retires. It's kind of a, such a random question because you never really know.
1: Yeah. I, I think it's almost a guarantee. Oh wow. Um, like He's that good. So what's, how would how would it not happen if he's that good? Is it, like is, I feel like if it doesn't happen, we're kind of talking about a situation where we are where he's not as good as we acted like he was.
0: That's very fair, but yeah. Um,
1: Give me your actual thoughts. I'm trying to post something about this. So okay, just, cool. Um,
0: my actual thoughts on Aaron Rodgers' deal here is I, I'm more confused still till today on why NFL quarterbacks. Never ever leave. I I just don't get it. Um, I don't I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers should have left Green Bay But we I mean quarterbacks other than Kirk Cousins who the team didn't want him anyway When we sign him to a deal that he thought he deserved they all stay in the same city almost forever No one leaves as a free agent no one demands a trade Aaron Rodgers has been let down by his defense as we said multiple 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 times and we sit here and we keep and he stays in Green Bay and signs a contract. There's no, no quarterback has ever demanded a trade. No quarterbacks ever said, you know what, I don't want to be here, get me out of here. Andrew Luck is one of the most dysfunctional organizations. re-signs. Russell Wilson did even. It wasn't even like a moment of time where we thought, oh, could Russell Wilson leave? Re-signs. No matter what happens, these guys just continue to re-sign with them teams. And Aaron Rodgers, if he hit the free agency, if hit free agency, he'd be the most sought-after free agent in NFL football history. So I just don't understand why quarterbacks, no matter what happens, stay with their franchise, like under every single circumstance. Yeah,
1: it honestly is one of those things to me that makes no sense either. Because you look at Kirk Cousins, for example, right? Right. Okay, good quarterback. Nothing, uh, nothing mind-blowingly amazing, right?
0: I mean his team didn't really want to re-sign him for that money.
1: Yeah, but I, okay, but you could argue also that his team didn't resign him but stayed the exact same right. or and some people, people could it, some people could argue that they made the worst deci- a worst decision right, because right, he's younger and whatever, right? So that but it shows you with a guy like that even who the team didn't want him and now they're in this situation is where he can go out and go get 80-something million guaranteed. Aaron Rodgers got 100 million guaranteed from his own team. What would happen if he had left?
0: I mean, there's be multiple teams lining up to give him that same amount of money or more, and he could choose where to play. That, I mean, the thing is, he's going to get that money either way. Like That money is going to be either from Green Bay, it's going to be from the Miami Dolphins, it's going to be from the Jackson, wherever he wants it to be from. That's what he's worth. That's what he's going to get. But you just don't see quarterbacks go out and test this. They're just like, oh, okay, time to re-up. Matthew Stafford re-up last year with the Lions. A lot, Lions are a fucking disaster. They've been a disaster his whole career. I, I'd argue that Matthew Stafford has been – the like his whole career has been cut short – or not cut short – has been undermined due to being on the Lions. So I just don't understand. The N- NBA, it's all about free agency, player mobility, player this, player that. Well, the NFL is like, oh, you're on this team, you're a quarterback, you're the best player, you resign. There's not even a thinking of – there's not even a courting out process. Okay, it's,
1: but is that kind of the player's fault? Because uh, why aren't the players just leaving then?
0: That's what I'm asking. I'm not, I'm not saying it's not – I'm not saying whose fault it is. I'm just wondering why it doesn't
1: happen. Why doesn't I'm not sure, but you're saying because just some based on something you said. You said the league is such a league like this, but is that the league or is it the players? Because is the is the, the league force this out of the players, or are they just making bad decisions? That's what I want to know.
0: Yeah, I, I have I can't answer that. There's nothing that can explain that to me. Yeah, I, I mean, just,
1: actually, it is a league's fault
0: because. At the end of the day, let's say Aaron Rodgers wasn't – it is the league's fault. Uh, actually, I'm going to go with that. Let's say Aaron Rodgers did not want to re-sign with the Packers, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what can What would they do? They just franchise him.
1: Yeah, the franchise tag's a problem, but can't you only franchise twice?
0: I, I think you can franchise three
1: times. Uh, cause, no, because they would have franchised Kirk Cousins again this year, wouldn't they? No, because I
0: think if they th- – I'm not sure. Uh, let me see how many times you can franchise. it. It's either two or three times.
1: Yeah, okay. okay. Well, either way. Either way. You can franchise, which first yeah, of that's all— that's two years. First of all, that, that's a rule that needs to be cut out. Yeah, and that's, isn't that the league's fault, though? That's the league's fault, but still the players have some control where you say, you can franchise me for two years. I'm not resigning even after those. So, right. but that's two more years on your prime. Spending it in a place you don't
0: want to be. And if you get hurt, no guaranteed money.
1: Well, so no, but, the franchise year is all game. Right, only that
0: franchise year, but a lot of players want security too.
1: Okay, but that yeah. one year, think about this. How many players actually – Kirk Cousins, because how much quarterbacks make, made like $29 million of guaranteed money in that one year. How many players even have a contract that guarantees them $29 million? Right,
0: but Aaron Rodgers can get that guaranteed money in anywhere he goes. Like, let's just say Aaron Rodgers. Remember, the franchise attack, If – let's say – just for shits and giggles that uh, Aaron Rodgers didn't resign. The franchise tag would give him take the average of the top five paid quarterbacks, divide it by five, or just average, yeah. Add the top five, average of top five paid quarterbacks. He'd get that for one year. The second year, yeah, he'd make a lot more money. If he gets hurt in that first year during the franchise tag and they don't want to resign him, he doesn't make any money. I don't know. I just don't think it's the most fair process, and I just wonder why. Like, if I was – why don't I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers should do this. I, I'm happy for Aaron. I think he should stay in Green Bay, and I'm happy he's a Green Bay Packer. But someone like Andrew Luck, what like the Colts dysfunction is all right. I want out. Trade me. I'm not playing. Yeah, I, that's where I think uh,
1: it's more of a. It's I think it's more of a problem for small players, not for big times like Aaron Rodgers. Right. Because Aaron Rodgers. I, I, I actually agree with you 100 percent on that. Because Aaron Rodgers, even if he got hurt, could go sign a contract. Right. But I think the problem is for the players that, that, like, Kirk Cousins might not get money if he exactly. got hurt. Because Kirk Cousins would be like, Kirk Cousins would be the type of guy that's like, okay, he got hurt. We already didn't want him here. And so how much is he going to really get? While Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, those kind of guys, they're making uh, Aaron Rodgers came off a shoulder injury, right? He's still going to get the biggest contract. Yeah. Even worse. If he's going to get the, any contract he wants in the world from any team. Doesn't but that's that, that's like the LeBron theory versus like the Isaiah Thomas theory.
0: Exactly. But, you know, uh, doesn't that sound like the worst injury possible? Like a broken collarbone? Like I don't know if there's any area I'd rather like think about that. That's right here. That I don't think there's any... A bone. broken
1: neck or back would be worse. I have a friend. Alex I broke his, his collarbone. Yeah.
0: I'm going to ask him about that. We're seeing him today. We're going to go play basketball. What did you say about it?
1: I don't know. He said sucks. Feels like yeah. it popped out of your neck. Yeah, that's what I, like. I, I'm sure it's not the worst ever because you look at Adrian Peterson had it, came back and played football. Dan Rodgers getting it, came oh, back. I'm not
0: saying it's the worst injury for um, longevity or recovery. I'm just saying I feel like it'd be the most painful. That's fair. Yeah, that's, that's what fair. I feel like. I don't know. I've never broken it. I don't know. Ribs, so. I have nothing to say I, about no, it. I don't, know. I don't <laughs> break anything. So, like, right, I have knock nothing on wood, say. man. You do want to.
1: I break all my fingers. I don't want to knock on wood. I'm not, you broke, I'm not very superstitious. Actually, what, do you mean,
0: what do you mean you've never – you've broken your arm. You've broken that's almost it. all your fingers. That's, that's nothing. That's How not like
1: saying? breaking a fibula, a leg, tearing my ACL up. There's nothing. Oh, I, I broke an arm when I was seven. I know what you said. You know, I mean you broke like, my fingers. That's not anything. probably had like
0: six breaks in your life.
1: One. The fingers don't count. You can pop them right back. All right. So uh, well, also, let's talk about, let's talk about this, this LeBron TV show because yeah. it's actually interesting. LeBron has his new HBO barbershop TV show. Uh, it's called Barbershop or The Barbershop, whatever it's called. And uh, it's pretty cool. Yesterday was Snoop Dogg, uh, Candice Parker, Odell, Draymond Green, Maverick Carter, of mm-hmm. course. Um, John Stewart, I think, right? Yeah. Um, a lot of different people. Um, they sit. They talk about everything. It's kind of the point of the show. You have right. wine. You talk about whatever. One thing that obviously I thought was very interesting was the Draymond situation. Absolutely. Where Draymond pretty much said, if LeBron wants to say he's the best player in the world, he should. He should, yeah. He said, you didn't become LeBron James until you said, fuck it. I'm LeBron James. I'm here. Like, this is me. I'm a dominant force. He said, you should believe it. You should say it. Because that's what makes you to that next level. Just like Mike. Mike came to a basketball court and said, fuck it. I'm here. Like, I'm Michael Jordan. I'm the best. So that's when LeBron became LeBron. It wasn't about winning or losing, and I I think that goes all the way back to the point where I think the common fan doesn't get this sometimes. I think there's there's obviously a lot of different you know Twitter stands and there's different personalities in the world that will come to you and say KD's better than LeBron, but I think it's always based off of did he win this championship or did he lose this championship? And I think we're more and more hearing of athletes talk about you know how it's not just about winning that championship for the athletes. And that's what we should really care about sometimes more than just our personal opinions of what should be called the winner. But like you look at these situations is Draymond saying that you can say he didn't necessarily exactly pinpoint, say LeBron's the best in the NBA, but he's pretty much telling him, you should believe that. And the reason he says that is because he probably believes that too the Warriors are the team that called Kevin Durant after they lost to LeBron to come join them because not because they specifically needed Kevin Durant or they could never beat LeBron, but they really did want that help on their team. And so I just take this all back. It's really interesting to hear a guy that plays against LeBron, that that, the the guy that they said pretty much from all the reports that he's the one who called KD in the parking lot Mm -hmm. after the finals to tell him, please come to the Warriors. Kind of saying this to LeBron, like, yeah, you should fucking say you're the best in the NBA and you should you should believe it and you should walk around like I am the best. It's a really interesting dynamic to hear from a guy that's kind of his rival.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean I kind of agree with what Draymond I do agree with everything Draymond said that he should if he believes that he should be say it and walk around with it. Um I, I, I didn't find what I found only thing I found what Draymond said was interesting was like you said, I mean, Kevin Durant's on his team and he's kind of saying, like, LeBron, you're the best. Like, but everyone's but been everyone, saying kind of that everyone, recently. Everyone's kind of been saying that. Um, but wh- I had some problems with this show, to be completely honest. And yeah, here, here's some problems. First of all, it's called The Shop. It, did, it didn't really feel like they're at a barbershop. Right? Like, the well, setting. Because
1: they're just not getting haircuts. They're at a barbershop.
0: I know, but like it just didn't feel like a. Typical barbershop show. That's one. My second issue is I love the guests. I love Odell Beckham. I like Draymond Green. I like him, them having Candice Parker. I like them having Jon Stewart. I feel like they put way too many people on together at the same time instead of – that's how I feel. I'm telling You, you didn't watch
1: it. the whole show. I'm telling you how I feel. I know, but you didn't watch the whole know, show, so you don't didn't... know how much FaceTime each person got. I don't know either. I only watched some clips.
0: No, but yeah but I'm telling you just from yeah, a clip – But just from what the setting is, I'm telling you how I would have liked to see it. I would like to see a one-on-one with just LeBron, Draymond, and maybe Matt Ricard. That's what I would have liked to see. And then rotate, almost like a podcast form. But that's just what I'd like to see. I'm
1: telling you. That would be every other show we have in the entire world with athletes. And so, like why in the world would they make a show that's literally everything they've done for the last 10 years on undisputed they're on what is it uninterrupted oh well, let's just sit down like we did me Bosch, and drake and like let's sit down me this person and this person just like every podcast in the world me lebron and draymond like no they're doing something different number one number two we're we full in all honesty did not watch the show so like we don't know how much facetime each person got but the cool thing here is They're taking people from all different parts of life. Mm -hmm. Like we're talking the LeBron and the Draymonds and we have an NFL player like Odell. We have rappers in Snoop Dogs. We have the business manager. Yeah, the business manager in Maverick Carter. You have a WNBA player in Candace Parker. You have Jon Stewart. Now you have another guy that's a different race and in in the T V personality sector. I think that's really cool. And I think that's that makes things really interesting because you have people from different views of life I I don't like I'm actually getting tired of listening to athletes just sit just two people Mm one-on-one as athletes because they're in the exact same realm of life where we're not going to hear anything different that's why I love hearing for example like when Bill Simmons interviews athletes because you're going from a media guy to a sports guy so but we already have that platform we already have sports and sports like we already have the all the podcasts that athletes have with other athletes but we're literally in this show taking people from different realms so i think that's why people will probably end up opening up more on this show and talking about interesting stuff at least um and that's why i don't think i'd have any problem with having multiple guests because that's what i think that was kind of the point of this show it's called the shop it's supposed to be like at a barbershop where everyone just says whatever the hell they want in a giant circle of people i mean that that was the concept of the show so why would they if they wanted to make a podcast they wouldn't Make an HBO show. Fair you know? enough.
0: I just, I don't know. I, I, I feel like when you have that many interesting people on the show at like one time, I don't know if I'm going to really get everything I want out of those people. I mean, there's a just lot. Just like of the Golden State Warriors
1: when they play basketball, right? <laughs> there's too many interesting players on the team. You're not going to get so everything. It's so much different. Like, no, it's, it's, it's that. Compl- it's
0: completely different. Like, it would, it's 150% different. I I, would love to see if it, LeBron and John Stewart and one other person, maybe like three people. Four people, but when it's that many people, like I just don't know if I'm gonna get enough out of every single person. That's just my opinion. I, I could be totally wrong when I watch a show.
1: Yeah, it's just like the Warriors. That's what I'm saying. It's like, you're, you're, I'm confirming your point. It's just like the Warriors. We're like, like the, has nothing to do with the yes, Warriors. Yes, it is. It's like, man, we could probably see way more out of Clay Thompson if he didn't have this much talent on one court. It's like a, it's like a sporting game. All right. That, you're totally wrong on that, but it's okay. <laughs> That's a, how's that, how's that a bad example? That was like, that, that was, I thought that was funny. I didn't know you were going to just shake your head at that. Yeah. You look at, that was, a, that was a perfect example. You're, I was just confirming your point, and then you just disagreed with yourself. I was no, saying, I'm not, you said no, it was I, like way too much I, talent on one, one platform, so we can't really see the best of everything. And I was like, yeah, it's just like the Warriors. It's like when you have five great talents on a team, right? Like, we probably haven't seen the best of Klay Thompson because we're missing out some stuff because there's so much... So the ball's going around so many places. Sure. I, I don't look at it that way personally. Okay. I just don't. Well, then, a, then, then your I theory just, is wrong too. So okay. the HBO show is great, just I like just, the word. I just don't feel like it. Would,
0: I just don't, I don't find it that way. Basketball and a TV show to me aren't really exactly the same.
1: All right. That's just how Fun. I look at it. All right. So we have uh, Aaron Chang keeps talking about Aaron Rodgers, but I think he missed when we talked yeah. about it. But he said 134. Over four years, Devin said, "Goat, of course." But yeah, we did we did talk about Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron's still here, so I'll, I'll mention something. We, what me and George did talk about is the fact that we don't understand why players don't leave. And, right. But we I, understand with the franchise yeah, tag. And, but, and, but I just,
0: and, and I'm not saying that Aaron Rodgers should leave. I'm just saying it's interesting that none of these guys ever let their these quarterbacks ever get to free agency and let themselves, you know, just test out the market a little bit.
1: And the franchise tag kind of ruins that, but I think it would be, I think it would have been interesting if they, if they don't have the franchise tag to see what more quarterbacks would do. Exactly. Um, the hashtag emoji queen So the Knicks guy was on Sports Illustrated this morning. No way, he's twenty three. Guy looks at at least thirty three. I think. Are you talking about? I think she's talking about the guy who sold his fandom, which oh. we're gonna get to here pretty soon. Let's see. We got. King Kira said we posted the a-rod contract eight minutes ago sure did yeah. and she said obj looked clueless in the clip of the shop like no intellectual thoughts in his head <laughs> kind of did but- well this is kind of my point though what i was trying to tell you is like i don't know if i just want once again these one-on-one sit-downs with these athletes i think it's nice to have all the personalities because also then there's probably not a dull moment i mean yeah you have draymond in the room Anyways, Dude, there's I'm probably. probably the whole time. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, anyways, there's probably not a dull moment with with Draymond there, but there's not. I, I just feel like I don't know if I'd want to listen to LeBron, Maverick Carter, and OBJ, but I'd want to listen to Maverick Carter, Draymond, and LeBron. And if OBJ is there and can add some pieces, I don't have to hear OBJ for an hour straight. I can just get like 10 minutes of him on a clip. I'd kind of like that. So that's why I like the dynamic. Some people. I think one thing we never we don't really take into account sometimes too, is with these athletes yeah they're famous and everyone wants to hear from them some of them don't have that great of shit to say yeah. so it's like how many athletes can you get on that are really going to be like exa- intriguing
0: like for example OBJ like I don't know for him personally has he I can't remember one interesting thing he's ever said like I just don't remember I mean he might have come out and said something really interesting, but I haven't really,
1: rem- do you remember one? No, I don't know any, he's done, he's done like cool stuff, dances, yeah, whatever, yeah, but, but like, just I've- talking was. That I don't know anything he said. Like, I don't know any good OBJ quotes. Like, we, heard, we hear Draymond with great quotes well, all the time the at best. podiums. Yeah, but it's not just about him. I mean, like, Snoop Dogg said funny shit before in his life. I yeah. mean, uh, LeBron said some funny things in press conferences before, and we've had we've heard people say whether you agree with LeBron's views too. Like LeBron speaks out, right? Right. So like OBJ, literally, I don't hear him talk about politics. Speak out. I don't hear him make jokes in press conferences. I don't
0: know anything about OBJ's personality other than he likes to dance.
1: Yeah, which I think his personality might not dull. Like maybe, but like like on camera, maybe he doesn't. He's kind of loose.
0: That's what I'd say his personality or is. Or not loose. loose, on camera. Maybe, okay.
1: maybe not on camera, though. Yeah, with an interview. On camera, it'd be not loose if we haven't heard anything, though, because like, I feel like I've never heard him even say anything somewhat outside of like the right answer. I'm probably forgetting something. but I don't know, but don't that's kind of my point is, like, I don't know if I just want to hear OBJ, but I do like having OBJ there, because if he does say one thing that's interesting in this hour of mm-hmm. TV, it's like, at least we got to hear a little bit from OBJ, because You couldn't have had a whole show with just him, from what I've seen. (laughs) Um,
0: Aaron Shanks says Schefter, while I have a problem saying that, says 176 to 180 million total on the contract.
1: Well, because it's an extension, probably. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, that's right. Because he had a year or two left. That's why. That's the. That's the total. That's pretty – that's a lot of money. Yeah, because he – this is a four-year extension. He at least had a year or two left, right? So <laughs> if it's 133, that means he probably had two years left at his, like, 25 million range, which would equal around that.
0: And then there you got Tom Brady being, like, the 14th highest-paid quarterback in the NFL still.
1: He doesn't care. And he's I, married to, like, one of the richest women in the I world. I know, but
0: don't you think a lot of these guys actually care just to be, like, yeah, I'm the highest-paid player
1: in the league? A lot of them. I'm not saying Brady. It, I, like, I'll be honest. If I was Aaron Rodgers, yes, because I'm – uh I'm uh, single. Yeah. I'm not married. I just want all the money to myself. Sure. Tom Brady in all honesty. Like mm-hmm. not not in, in not if I was dating any model, but like if I was married to Giselle specifically who is worth half a billion, then yeah, I probably wouldn't care about being the highest paid. It really depends. Like, but that's an extreme level. Yeah, that's like a once in a lifetime right, level. Right. Like for Brady, he cares about be- getting maybe the most rings ever or the most. Yeah, because I mean, he's, he's like, good. I'm already going to make twenty million a year. You yeah. make twenty million a year. Like, I don't need the thirty. I want rings. I yeah. could be the greatest. You could be like, you could be. We could be the richest couple in the world, and I'm still the greatest quarterback ever. Instead of yeah. instead of just having the money. That's a good point. Um. And Queen Karat said the shop needs comic relief equals OBJ, just like real barber shops in the hood. But that's also Draymond at the same time. <laughs> yeah, but he's, like, he takes things. Re- he's, like, comic is he's he he's does. Everything. funny when he's really serious, though. That's kind of the thing.
0: Yeah, but he's also funny sometimes.
1: Yeah, Draymond's an interesting guy. But, no, it's always in serious moments. Like, even, like, the parade stuff when he's funny. It's him being serious. Like, he's, like, Cavs, nope. Like, he's being, like, he's actually kind of se- It's, like, actual his competitive drive that's coming out, but it's, uh, it's actually funny. Yeah, so it's, I, I've never seen him like funny in like a relaxed moment. I feel like I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's always I'm angry to... press conferences where you're like he looks at the like I don't know. He says funny shit when he's mad. He's I feel he's great. Like. He is. And Aaron Chang said it right. Brady has the handful of rings. I know,
0: and, and he's uh, still and he's still going after it like with the same exact passion. <laughs>
1: yeah. Seriously though. Um. All right, Eagles. Yeah, Malcolm Jenkins, Eagles. Malcolm Jenkins said that the Eagles should remove the Super banner in their locker room yeah. that they have. Not obviously not the stadium one, but he doesn't like that they have it in their locker room because it uh, can cause ease in and in, uh, content in the locker room. And I completely agree with him. I mean, this is
0: so cool. This is like an ultimate competitor type of moment where he's just like, you know what? Yeah, we went forget last year it's time for this year like why do we have the why do we have the banner inside the locker room and plus there is no reason for it to be in the locker room you're going to go out into the stadium anyway you're going to see it out there before games to be inside the locker room you don't need a constant reminder that you're a champion last year right i mean it's you need some driving force like i'd even put up a sign in there be like Forget last year or something dumb like that. I'm not saying that exactly. Motivational. Yeah, like, you know, but something like you want to build on that. I mean, look at these teams that celebrate too much. They never win championships again. Look at the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, where's the best? We're going to talk, 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 talk. Never won another championship. Window closed. All these teams that talk too much don't win multiple championships. And, and Malcolm Jenkins sees that with the Eagles. He sees a team that's been talking too much and is like, dude, what the hell's wrong with you guys? Probably looks at his head coach and is like, why are you writing a book calling out Bill Belichick right now? He's probably like, you know what? I'm going to say something because I don't like this continued celebration and this whole pat my, ourselves on the back. Let's get to
1: fucking work. Yeah, I and mean, it didn't hype me up that much, but, like, no, for that, me, it's, like, the- <laughs> like... This type of stuff gets me hyped up. Yeah, it doesn't get me that hyped up, but, like, it's a situation where I agree, because at the end of the day, there's still cerebral banners everywhere. You're still going to have your fucking ring. You're still going to have the banner outside. Right. right when you walk out of the locker room, there's going to be a banner in your face. 100%. So, like, first of all, it's a couple of things. One, it shouldn't affect you that much. It shouldn't make you content, because if it is, you're probably not a competitor. Right. But I do agree. I would at least for the first season after the Super Bowl tr- not have it there just in the sense that like hey listen, everybody that's still here from last year, we still have work to get done and all the new guys, you didn't earn that. So like exactly. let's make this happen again. But for me it's not about just like a it's not about like like get the fucking work because either way, if they're not working, then they're not going to win a Super Bowl either way. So like I feel like um it's it's one of those things where If they're true competitors, it shouldn't bother them that much. But this probably shows what this really shows me is that Malcolm Jenkins actually feels feels that there is some content and settlement in the locker room. That's what it really shows me is that Malcolm Jenkins feels and sees something in the locker room that's like, oh God, like people are happy with the results from last year and that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: why I think they're gonna come back down to earth this year. I just don't. That's that's how I
1: feel. I feel like that for every team though. A lot of times, like for me, it's. It's, that's why I always thought the Seahawks were going to come down to earth for a little bit because they had a lot of guys that were shit talkers. All I'm worried about is, yeah, we won. Like Who the hell are you guys? And then you're sitting here like, hey, it's a new season now. Like You won, but don't you want to win again? And that's why Tom Brady continues to win. Tom Brady is the type of guy where I feel like You've heard him. You've seen him talk crap on the fields and stuff. But he's never come out and written a book about why every other quarterback in the NFL is shitty and why yeah. it does interviews about like, well, the reason I'm such a winner, nobody else is, is this. And he wakes up after winning a Super Bowl and gets back to work. Exactly. And not everybody's going to do that. So that's where I just feel like you need um, you need somebody like Malcolm Jenkins to say this to maybe wake you up. I don't know if it's really the Super Bowl sign that's going to wake him up, if they take it out or not. But I just – the biggest takeaway from this for me is he sees some kind of settlement inside the locker room. For sure. 100%. Otherwise, he wouldn't say this. Yeah, no,
0: no, 100%. I mean, there's no way he sees a hungry uh, team right now. And then says, like, we have to take down the band. Right.
1: Um, But I do think they're going to go back down to earth. Regardless of the, band I still or think the they
0: probably make the playoffs. It would be right on that. I th- I feel like the NFC has ten teams that can make the playoffs. Maybe eleven teams that can make the playoffs. Um, it's just a stack, stack, stack conference. So yeah, the Eagles could win nine games and miss the playoffs, or they can be excellent again. I really, the, the NFC is so hard
1: to predict for me. Yeah, I uh, I wonder where. I, uh, this is last year's. I think I had. There's no way. I I think this yeah, this is my last year schedule. I thought this was my this year schedule. I did a little playoff predictor thing. I don't think I saved it, but just guessing like I think I had them at like 9 and 7 and or 10 and 6 and they were like the last five or six seed. Yeah. And they might have been the fourth seed but they won their division cuz I think everybody else in the division was like 9 and 7, 8 and 8. Yeah. I, there's some games for them that I just don't think they're going to win, especially early on if they still don't have a quarterback decision. Yes,
0: I mean, once it doesn't seem likely you'll be ready for week one.
1: And, and Foles is not very good. No. He's I mean, had well, good moments in his career, but he's clearly not a superstar quarterback. No, he's a good backup
0: quarterback. But he's maybe the best, one of the best backup quarterbacks you could have.
1: Yeah, but we'll find out more about this team. Soon. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, what else did we have today? The Seahawks made some little trades and some signings. They re-signed Tyler Lockett, the receiver, and they traded for backup quarterback Brett Hundley from the Packers. Um, because Packers got Deshaun Kaiser, you said last year, right? Or this, Just, year? this year, yeah. Um, so they, I guess they look, they
0: the Packers know if they lose Aaron Rodgers, they're not going to win, right? I mean, so it doesn't really matter who their backup is. We saw Brett Hundley last year as their backup. I, they're like, okay, Kaiser will come in if, if, if Aaron Rodgers is out, we're losing. So we might as well get a second round pick for a
1: good backup. That's how. Yeah, I, and we already have a backup. Whatever. Yep. That's uh, how I feel about it. And I know one thing you were you thought was interesting is the second round pick. Yes,
0: uh, Jimmy Garoppolo was worth a second round pick for the Patriots to, to get him from the 49ers. I mean, that's a steep price to put, pay for Brett Hundley, who we saw play a lot last year, and frankly, it was okay. He wasn't great. He wasn't horrible, but A second-round pick is a lot to give up for a... He's definitely a backup quarterback. I don't feel like he has the potential to become a starter in this league.
1: Yeah, and what I said is I think it does matter. I think it's just the price people pay now for backup quarterbacks. It's a second-round pick. It's kind of a standard, and I think the Jimmy Garoppolo situation was just a little bit of an odd situation because... The Patriots just wanted to get rid of him, kind of. Kind of. and Not just that they wanted to get rid of him. They wanted to get rid of him slash he wanted to give him a favor to to shanahan i think and just was like right here like we'll give you a quarterback give us a second round pick because we're going to stay with brady anyways so i think it was less of a competitive reason for like trading for a second round pick for garoppolo but then i think the standard for a backup quarterback nowadays is just a second round pick because really if you're not drafting well what is the second round pick I mean if you're not drafting, if you're not drafting which, well but what is any pick if you're not drafting well I that's kind of my point is how many people actually year in year out make the exact right pick in the second round there's probably 5 to 10 every year flip-flopping good picks in the second round right but at the same time the Seahawks
0: have done a really good job using their picks throughout the years so I don't know I think it was a lot
1: great in the first or second round actually as much as later in the rounds
0: uh, I think they've been pretty good. I'm, i i Don't quote me on that. But in general, it's a lot to give up. That's all I'm saying. It's a lot to give up for a second round pick. And, and frankly, it's a lot to give up when I know if Russell Wilson gets hurt, the season's kind of a disaster anyway.
1: Yeah, I. I guess, but like you still want a backup because not yeah, for a game it's not a disaster if you have at least a decent backup compared yeah. to a crappy one. No, that's fair. But like you can beat the Cardinals with a decent backup. quarterback. The, the Packers won a couple games. Like, they didn't go. Owen right. Whatever. Seven, 0 and eight. With yeah. Hardly can play in this league. He yeah. has a place in the league. So you do need a reliable. Uh, I think our backup right now is Austin Davis. It's right. not a good idea to, to have. No, 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 no. Yeah. I
0: mean, I'm glad we upgraded. I just thought like a second round pick is a lot. That's all. Yeah. Uh,
1: Clint Dempsey retired from professional soccer. Yeah. I think. Mean, I guess he's a he's sounder, a sounder, he's a cool. player. But uh, I don't really. Is care. He maybe. B- it's I was just pe- trying. I was just trying to be respectful. I, I, I know. Agree. I think he might be the second
0: greatest American soccer player of all time. Beats me. I'm just saying. I don't know. You yeah. said. You said maybe. Right? I said maybe. Yeah, yeah. So I said beats me. I mean, can you maybe name any? Maybe I'm just
1: saying. I'm telling you, uh, it beats me. It's I'm letting p- you just say. <laughs> like I, I don't know. Mean,
0: I mean, I've only only him and Landon Donovan really come to mind when it's great U.S. soccer players. I have not. I think the goalie was pretty good. right? Oh, yeah, I have yeah. no idea. Like, do you if, consider goalies like in
1: the top players, though, or do you just consider like their own thing? You, I don't know. I really like. I it, I'd be lying if I said yeah they should be considered in in with players or if they shouldn't be. Like I have no idea what a soccer player would actually consider, and I don't know what I'd consider because I don't think I have enough knowledge of the game of soccer to tell you like the value of. Let's say, like a goalie compared to a striker, right? Because here's the thing there's a lot of people on the field that can score. Right. There's only one person defending the goal. Not really. There's a lot of defenders. The goal, not, not the field, the goal, like specifically. Yeah.
0: So I just, thought, I don't know. I, I have no idea either. I was just at, I'm, I'm, I, I would consider it different, like almost like consider pitchers and position players
1: in baseball different. Yeah, but a pitcher can still be a, like an MVP. Clayton Kershaw almost won MVP. League.
0: Yeah, I know. I think a goalie can also be MVP.
1: I, they don't have MVPs, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I, kind of. But I'm saying I don't know. I don't know what their value is. I don't even know if Glenn Dempsey's a top five to, in soccer minds like for USA. I yeah. don't even know if that's a fact or not. <laughs> Do, would you know? Um, no, not really. Yeah, I have no idea if he's even a top five. Yeah, I know he's a top five maybe known name. Yes, I don't know absolutely. if he's a top five talent. Uh, Omar said Astros champs hashtag never settle slogan for this year. Last year was make history. Oh, they're never, never settle. I hope the Astros don't win the World Series. Yeah. yeah. All I know is the Mariners don't look too hot right now in making the playoffs. Yeah. I've been saying it for like two weeks now. I know. I I didn't want to believe you, man. Like, I was trying to hold on to hope. No need to hope. We've been through it for 18 years of no playoffs. So I kind of know. Kind of know the truth. Uh, what else did we have? We had the Knicks fan. That's, oh, yeah. That was the kind of the main story. is the Knicks fan that sold his fandom his fandom, for uh, $3,400 on eBay. So he pretty much said, like, I'm done being a Knicks fan. He was over it when they decided to take Kevin Knox over Michael Porter Jr. And he said, I'm going to sell my fandom on eBay. Mm-hmm. It ended up being like a 23-year-old YouTuber that said it'd be good for his brand if he bought it. Um, With that money, the guy has to become a Knicks fan or a Lakers fan. Sorry. And as a Lakers fan, he has to put $500 down for him, for them to win the championship and then go to two games this year and the rest of the money you can keep.
0: Um, It's kind of funny because like he'd still be a Knicks fan. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like he'll probably take this money. He thought it was a good idea. Probably like kind of do what that guy said. And then if the Knicks become good again, he'll become a Knicks fan again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. it's, it's kind of crazy, and well, I, one thing that I was gonna also add was that the Uber CEO, uh, not Uber, sorry, eBay's CEO, yeah. uh, Devin Wing was put a bid, but was tempted to outbid the thirty four hundred, mm-hmm. but he didn't. But he said uh, instead he will offer four tickets from StubHub to a game. Uh, he he's a diehard Knicks fan, so he wanted to keep the guys a Knicks fan, right? But then he realized like if this guy's selling his fandom. Is he really a Knicks fan? So the CEO of eBay did not end up outbidding the final bid. Yeah,
0: I mean, this is a funny story in general, and it's a great marketing story by him. It's a great marketing story by eBay, and it's a great buy by the YouTuber. Like, frankly, I, I, I think we should have bought bought the guy and just told him he has to be a Sound Live fan. And it would probably would have, I mean, the story probably would have circulated.
1: Yeah, but... <laughs> this wasn't a good marketing pitch by eBay because eBay. Oh, you're saying the CEO coming out and talking yeah. about it? Okay, I was about to say like I don't think they he consulted eBay before. No, 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 no. I'm about, yeah, I'm sorry um, about the uh, CEO of eBay. Yeah, but is it a marketing pitch? Because for him, he's actually a Knicks fan. So like, yeah, he's marketing like, himself. Like, uh, yeah, I'm, a, I'm just saying like. This was not a this was in no way a planner scheme by the eBay CEO. No, like, I know, but if just this was a guy his good. Mariner's fandom, like I don't think we'd ever hear from the CEO, right? Right.
0: No, no, I know. I'm just saying it looked good for the CEO of eBay. They came out and then said these things. And he's like, oh, yeah, no
1: real fan. do it." it just, and then Knicks fans will be like, I'll use eBay now.
0: Yeah, and it, it, it just looks more relatable, I guess, as a CEO. And frankly, we're going to see a lot more people trying to pretend to sell their
1: fandom on the internet. Yeah, but it's now. not going to work now. No, now it's not going to work. The One time somebody got money for it, it's not going to work yep, anymore. It'll never work again. And so, great idea by whoever did it. But my theory on this was, First of all, he's probably, first of all, it's obviously partially a joke, and then it kind of worked out. He's like, cool. But number two, like, just to talk about fans in in tough markets, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't mind that, like, for example, the Mariners, right? We've been bad for 18 years. We've been okay some years, but they haven't made the playoffs since 2001. I don't. There's no part of me that would consider not being a Mariners fan now. And I know a lot of friends and I know. No, a lot but as a joke, you
0: might but I'm selling my fandom on eBay. I, I think that's how this worked out.
1: Yes, but there are actual people that stop No, I don't think that's how it worked out. I think there's actual people yeah, the selling it is a joke. But like right. he actually probably was like, I'm done being a Knicks fan. So th- there are actual people. You, I know you have friends and I know I have friends that literally be like, I don't watch the Mariners anymore. Like I'm over it. They are losing organization. Right. Like I've had friends literally say that to my face. Like I don't I can't watch every game anymore. And it's for me, I just find it interesting, like I think there's something about this journey of like the mariners being so bad that like it intrigues me.
0: Guess it's gonna make it so much a bit more
1: sweet when they win. Like it's what it is. And if I was a Knicks fan right now, I'd be like, "Okay, we didn't draft Michael Porter. Whatever. Michael Porter has a bad back. Actually, maybe and Kevin Knox actually looks really good. It looks good. So but this you guy never has know. bad. But Michael, Michael out Porter valuation. probably has more potential. True. But like, okay, my point is, he has a bad back. Who cares? We have Porzingis. They just got David Fisdale, one of the best coaches maybe in the NBA. Like, another good potential coach. Mm-hmm. Two good potential young guys." So, right now is a time to not sell your Knicks fandom. This would be maybe five years ago when you had Melo on a $100 million contract. Right now would be a good time to be like, hey, <laughs> we have a future. You know, um,
0: it's kind of funny because, like, I still know the guy's a Knicks fan. Like, I, I know it. I, I know that if the Knicks make the playoffs and make the, or win an NBA championship, you think this guy's not going to be rooting for them. Like, it, it's, it's, I think it's funny. I think the guy's hilarious. He's not really, not, he's not really a Lakers fan now.
1: True, but he actually might not be a Knicks fan. Like I, he might not be. But my I, thing is, I, I, my point of the no—he is, is a Knicks fan because if
0: for him to be that upset by them losing <laughs> to Celtics, <someone> yes,
1: <laughs> okay, that's a good point. But the point is, there are actual people that are fans of teams that give up on the team and like yeah. they give up for them. Like you said, when they win, he'll be back. But he actually might like boycott the Knicks for a little bit until. Oh yeah, he's going boy- no, he's gonna boycott them for a little bit because they have really pissed him off. But he'll be back. Yeah, he'll be back when they start winning. But yes. like just like our friends that don't watch the mariners anymore because they're pissed about eighteen years, they'll be back when the mariners are in the playoff run, like they were back two months ago and now they're over it again because we're five games out. That's just the reality of sports. I just my point of all this was to say that I think if you're a fan of a losing team, like embrace Enjoy it, it. It's, kind of and, it's kind of fun it's kind of fun it's like i like bitching about the mariners like as much as
0: i wish they would win i like bitching about it and, yeah and honestly like now if this for example the Seattle seahawks i love the Seattle seahawks uh, they won the super bowl if they win another super bowl i'm not going to celebrate it the same way i celebrated that first one there's no way
1: i actually the difference between me and you there is i love that That year, they were kind of expected to be a Super Bowl contender. Like this year, I'm more into it this year. Going to this season, I'm super hyped knowing that their underdogs are not expected to make the playoffs because I want to see them just like way exceed expectations. That's fair. So for me, like the, I was less bothered when they lost the second Super Bowl because they were, they won the year before and they're kind of a favorite to go back and win the Super Bowl. Oh, the two favorites are the Patriots and the Seahawks, just like every year. And so it was kind of like, yeah, I expected them to get here. If they lost in the uh, NFC Championship, I would have been like, ah, oh, okay, good year. But this year is the type of year I love now that they're underdogs again. Right. And they're kind of this team that kind of like they were back in 2012 when Russell Wilson was a rookie. Like, this team's average. They're not that good. Like, Fair how are they going to win games? I'm. If they won a Super Bowl this year, it might taste even better than the one that they won when they were high favorites, right? But mm. unfortunately, how it usually works in life is, when you're this low, of, if you're this much of an underdog, they're probably not going to win this rule. <laughs> That's very yeah. fair. Uh, Queen Kira said the 23-year-old guy still lives here in New York. If Kyrie and Jimmy Butler join the Knicks, the guy will come back to Madison Square Garden. Mark my words. I completely agree. Yeah, I mean, he might, if Porzingis comes back from injury this year, he might end up exactly back in, in uh, Madison Square. But it's a good year for him to boycott. Uh, Porzingis think. might take the whole year off If they're really bad Halfway through the season They might rest them Through the full year And then you'll have LeBron on uh, the Lakers So he's like on that for a year That's cool yeah. And then you'll come back with Knox, Porzingis And then probably whoever The next top 10 draft pick They have next year is And, and a little more money day. And a little more money In your pocket Yeah So I'm all for it by Me side. too good, G- move. Great, good move Very good yeah, move Good move uh, <laughs> And Payne Archer said hump day." That's all I yep. like that <laughs> day, I, I hump day I to I you, you too uh, that's all I got. You got any other topics you wanted to? No, man. Um, on?
0: just to let everyone know a little bit of a roadmap here. Uh, tomorrow we'll be just be doing their usual, you know, going through all the big news, and then Friday we'll be giving you our college football like actual preview, giving you our you know our final four that is, you know, not. It's just a prediction, so we're
1: probably going to be wrong because it's hard to get the Final Four with so many teams. You, you could take George's a little more seriously than mine. I, I have fun, a little more fun with it. I'm not taking it too seriously with my Final Four prediction. Um, I, I, I've I've been reading way too much about college
0: football, Phil Steele's college football preview. So uh, hopefully Phil Steele's right, well, because if not, then his inf- if his information's bad, my, my information is worse.
1: That's why I'm just going off the straight noggin. Um, the noggin, I like the noggin. The noggin. You know, you never know. The straight noggin might be my, the last word, time
0: I I, anyone's used the word noggin. I like it a lot. But I hear it all the time. Noggin. You no. first time. First time I've heard it in a long time.
1: I you wouldn't say it if I haven't heard it in a long time. Okay. So long, somebody had like to put it, it in the my noggin. head. Um I think uh, sometimes it's the best option to go off the noggin. I think especially with college sports. I do not think college sports is as I know guys are professionals like Phil Steele. I don't think it's as easy as people make it sound to like, oh this is how the season's going to go. You can't college athletes are the type of people that it's really hard to know exactly what's going to happen. That's why the college sport is so fun in both basketball and football because it's not as much like the NFL. NFL it's pretty much like mostly injuries that kind of derail seasons. And if you have the extreme talent, you're going to win. But Absolutely. college football, it's a lot to do with coaching, too. And, 100%. Do the kids show up? Does a kid become a bad apple in the middle of the year? Like Nick Saban, obviously, is great at keeping his kids in tune all mm-hmm. year. Um, but you never know in college football, you might be a top five team to start a year, and then you go two and 13. And it happens a lot less in the NFL, I think, the extremities. Like In yes. the NFL, you can be predicted for 10 wins and win Six, but I feel like you can start a college football year, a college basketball year as a top five team and be a nobody by the end of the year, which is really interesting to me, which it's, it's really cool because it makes college sports interesting. Like that's why every game in college sports is a fun game to watch. Yeah, exactly. And it's harder to make playoffs. You have to win, which that pressure point makes some teams that are supposed to be better with talent worse because of pressure.
0: The only thing I'm going to say about that is that's why I like college football is because I feel like every game is a playoff game.
1: Pretty much, yeah. I mean, in game, not, outside of the like really bad non-conference game,
0: right? But I mean, like any big game is a college game. Yeah, it's, it's almost a playoff game. Yeah, I that like for that's the, what I like.
1: Washington Auburn, a playoff game. Yeah, um, Notre Dame Michigan, playoff game week one. Seriously, um, Dane said my boss is a Niners fan. Tough to have a boss that likes the Niners. LOL <laughs> I hate the Niners too. <laughs> and uh Queen Kira said Knicks are my favorite team. My thought, my favorite losing team. Embarrassing Knickerbockers. Yeah. Uh I like that attitude though. Queen okay. Kira. Keep being a, queen. Keep being a Knicks fan because eventually when they win it's gonna feel so good. Yeah, it'll pay off eventually. Straight up. Um Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, at Sonsports. That's at S-O-N-T, sports. You can see us at sonshop.com for all your merch, as George would say. You can find us at sonsports.com and iTunes and SoundCloud. Just type in Sonsports or, that being said, to find the podcast. If you're listening on the podcast, we're live on all those social media platforms at 10 a.m. Pacific time as of right now, Monday through Friday. Uh, This is Sports on Tap, and this is Sports Radio Redefined.
0: Summer's almost over, but at Old Navy, the styles are as hot as ever. Get to Old Navy now for 30% off all jeans, 40% off all dresses, and 50% off all tees. That's right, get 30, 40, and 50% off all your favorite styles for the whole family, plus up to 75% off clearance. Hurry in fast! These deals won't last. The sale ends soon at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid in store 8:22 to 8:28 and online 8:22 to 8:24. Excludes in-store clearance, Bubbles, Active, Licensed, and Men's package tees.